Hi FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. All right, we continue to watch in horror as uh, Joe Biden uh, trips upstairs. He trips downstairs, and uh, it, it's frankly quite embarrassing. Not only, well, we know that, that, you know, the same, uh, the U.S. president should not be judged on how well he climbs or descends a flight of stairs, same as a fish should not be judged on how well it climbs a tree, but there is something to be said about his cognitive ability, and we certainly are starting to see the president mumble a lot more and mutter and seem to forget where he is, calling people by the wrong names. Look, I've been doing that for years now, uh, years and years, and I'm just not sure that it's going to get any better. But either way, at what point does it become a problem? At uh, what stage in the aging process does leadership become problematic. We wanted to ask the experts. Dr. Shana Safa, specialist psychiatrist, a very good morning. Welcome back, Shana. How are you? Hi, Howard. How are you? I am well, thank you. So I don't know if you've seen any of these clips where Biden, I mean, never mind the falling up and falling downstairs. I mean, I can do that on a good day. But, but, but uh, he stumbles through some of these press conferences, doesn't quite seem to know where he is. The man is 80. Um, I'm not sure he is mentally in good shape for an 80 year old. What's, yeah, you know, what's I the mean, position? At times the man, you know, the man looks, first of all, physically frail. Mm. And, the other thing, as you say, he occasionally comes across as a bit disorientated, blank, as if he suddenly doesn't know where he is. He does, um, doesn't he? What, what, what is that? He, yeah, and it, it all, well, you know, first of all, the, you know, you use the word cognitive capacity, mm, cognitively mm. decline. I mean, mm. most people use a word called dementia, and right. everybody knows the word Alzheimer's, but right. in truth, there are very different facets to, let's call it the working ways of the brain, okay, which, which kind of, um, which constitute our cognitive capacity. I mean, there are things like memory, actually stored memories from mm -hmm. the past, but there's also something which is more significant being a leader, which is called working memory. How does our cognitive system work in the moment? How quick are we? Right. Do we pick up nuance? Are we able to switch sets? There's a part of the brain called the, well, it's in the frontal lobe, and I've mentioned it often, but that is where the CEO of the brain sits. It's the executive office suite of the brain, and we call it executive function. Right. And these functions are important for leaders and everybody else, planning, executing, um, sequencing information. Deciding when. It's a, it's a conglomeration, if you will, of cognitive function. Right. And is this where we are, in your view, that we might be seeing a bit of a decline? Well, in all honesty, with, with, um, with the U.S. president as he's presented now, mm. we, we really don't know how much of the job he's managing to do on his own or how much right, he's of course, because his, his, Well, you use the word shepherded. That's exactly the impression I get, is that he's almost being uh, shepherded onto stage, stay there, say what you have to say, taken off, like looked after very, very carefully so that he doesn't blunder. There, there is that sense. 
Absolutely. But at the same time, I mean, look at people like, um, you know, Mugabe. Mm. I think he was 95 when he... And I don't know if he was any worse, you know, later on in life than he was earlier on in life. Um, so how does that happen? Let, let's talk about that because, you know, I've had family right. members who who were deep into their 90s and who were sharper than I am today, but then others who at, uh, you know, in the early 80s could, uh, you know, barely remember who I was. So so how does that mm. work? How, how does, what determines that Right. So first of all, we look at purely physical conditions. I mean, we all know that things like hypertension, which is high blood pressure, cholesterol, okay, or lipid profile, um, years and years, and, and obviously sugar, diabetes. Mm, mm. But these kind of metabolic things over time, as we know, clog up our arteries and can be bad for the heart and the cardiovascular system. But so too, there's a, there's a vascular system called the cerebral vascular system in the brain. And the minute that a person is more susceptible to clotting or bleeding, that can happen in the brain. And very commonly with MRIs in older people, in fact, when I say older, one can shudder. I mean older as in 55. Oh, stop it, stop it, stop it. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> we, 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 we often see these little, they, right. in, the, in the MRI scan, they're like little tiny white dots. And, and some of the radiologists will call them UBOs, not UFOs, UBOs, unidentified right. bright objects. You know, just these That's dots. But, but actually, yeah. often how they are explained is that they are just micro, micro, micro emboli or clots in the tiny arteries, the tiniest of arterioles in the brain. So we start sort of jamming up our brain arteries probably younger when, than we think. So that's the one thing. Obviously, a person can have an actual dementing disease, not, I mean, Alzheimer's isn't the only one. Oh. And when I say a dementing disease, a, a disease that is actually affecting neurons and parts of the brain, uh, it can be neurons, it can be white matter as well, but the point is it shrinks and it does not work biochemically or biologically as it should be working. So you've got Alzheimer's, which is very well described, but there's also dementia associated with, for example, Parkinson's disease. And many people have got Parkinson's, you know, and, and people don't realize that it too goes with its own version of dementia, which looks slightly different to Alzheimer's. And of course, I have to tell you about pseudo-dementia, which is what we psychiatrists treat a lot. Pseudo-dementia is when a person looks for all intents and purposes, like they have dementia. Right. They can't remember things, they behave strangely, etc. But there are a couple of clues. And one of the clues is, is that people with pseudo-dementia go to great lengths to exaggerate how bad they are. They will draw attention to how uh, uh, pathetic their memory is. Is this or conscious they, or unconscious? I mean, are they, are they deliberately trying? We think it's... Yeah, we think it's conscious. Interesting. Um, whereas, yeah. by the way, most people with Alzheimer's will consciously 
avoid looking demented. If you uh, ask them a question, you know, what's your grandchild's name? They'll point out the window and say, oh, look at the sea today. I'm in Musenberg, Howard. <gasps> oh, look at oh, the sea wow. today. It's yeah. looking so um, brown. Right. Um, but but what, what they'll try and do is to deviate you from your questioning because right. they know they don't know the answer. Right. Or they can't think quickly enough. So anyway, my point so, is... So where somebody with pseudo-dementia, they, they yes. would exaggerate their... Um, they would exaggerate their loss. faults and, and their issues. And pseudo-dementia is actually a consequence of severe, severe depression, which, if treated rigorously, gets better. And it's actually the best, one of the nicest things as a clinician to see. Where you actually treat a depression, you know, really, really, really effectively, and the person suddenly can remember again, and and they're back to normal, and the families think you've cured, you know, (laughs) you've cured Alzheimer's, but it was never Alzheimer's. So it's just something always to to keep in mind when someone is looking demented, that they may just be suffering from From an extremely severe form of, of depression which is almost shutting down their cognitive capacity. Yep. So, so we live in this age of, obviously, we, we everything has got an ism. So ageism is obviously something that mm. none of us want to be guilty of. But at the same time, there is a reality that there is cognitive decline as a person enters into uh, the much older years. When we are expecting them to run a country like the United States or any other country, as a psychiatrist, what do you think we should be doing? Should we be having tests that become mm-hmm. publicly known? Should we say, well, from the age of 80, you shouldn't be eligible? What's your thoughts on it? Right, right. Well, you know what? I remember in the days when I was quite interested in um, in cognitive testing, mm-hmm. there was always a very big drive with pilots. I mean, never mind someone running a country. But I mean, the pilot's flying your plane. Absolutely, not to and make that makes you more sense. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Then I and already pilots am. Actually, mm. yeah, pilots are actually, you know, they, they are quite rigorously tested on a yearly basis. And they do get looked at. And I remember in the days just when HIV was first sort of coming on the scene as a um, mm. neurotropic or, or, or sort of um, brain. Um, it's not a brain-based virus, but it's mm, a virus mm. that actually does affect the brain. Even in a subtle way, they started finding that pilots with HIV, even if they were okay and well-managed and, Physically. and mm. perfectly okay, they still were faulted on their reaction times and certain of those neuropsychological tests. So I think that, you know, coming back to presidents, I think it's a very... It's a, it's a very difficult slope. I mean, at the end of the day, look, we can make any law any time. Mm. But we even know if we get tested, right, mm-hmm. at the rape, ripe old age of almost in the in, in, almost mid, 60. No, it stop it. It's mid-50s. It's mid-50s. It's not nearly <laughs> 60. What are you yeah, mad? Yeah, that's what my husband says. Um, <laughs> yeah, but but. So there are tests. I mean, don't get me wrong. There are very sophisticated neuropsychological and neuropsychiatric testing batteries that can be done. 
the question would be what outcome is one really looking for and right. what outcome yes. and then what do you know my po- uh, yeah. I mean like now Biden everybody can see that there's something not okay with Biden mm. but mm. clearly his party wants him there for whatever reason it's right. political absolutely you know, sorry to say no no of course it's it is always, because they don't want Kamala Harris to step to step in uh, that'll be a, a bigger disaster so I think that is the issue we do need to leave it there uh, Mukundi signaling that he's got to go to ads before nine o'clock. Dr. Shana Safa, enjoy Musenberg. I'm sure the with the weather that uh, ha, has been, it must be fantastic to see those waves and the the, the incredible movement uh, of the of the ocean. Just enjoy the time away, and thank you as always for your input. That's Dr. Shana Safa. She's a specialist psychiatrist practicing with an integrative mindset, talking to us about uh, as a people age, and uh, with specific reference to Joe Biden.